I mean, why wouldn't a giant horse lady live in a yurt? Ew, so you like crawl inside a weird floating beast? Yeah, no, not happen. Oh, that's gross. Welcome back to Wizards and Wine uh, for the conclusion of A Zib for Your Thoughts. This week we go to a library and we get to wrestle some bushes. Let's pick it up from where we left off last week. Herringbone just kind of uh, gives like a, a signal kind of over his shoulder, some kind of weird like hand thing that he does. And the rubber belt stalker comes out of the tree line. And I would like you to roll for initiative, please. 17. 17 for myself as well. 17 as well. 16. <laughs> Got my morning star and shield ready. Hey. Okay, so Tom and Slash Jerry, you're up first. What are you going to do? So this guy, this stalker works for Herringbone. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty safe to guess or assume at this point that pretty much everybody in this camp has some kind of loyalty to Herringbone. Yeah. How many others are around? Uh, I mean, there's just a few. Not a handful. Necessarily, yeah. all of them are aggressive at this point. But so, can I have the hand crossbow instead of the short bow? Because I can use that sure. one martial. That's what I'm going to use okay. instead. Go for it. All since right. we haven't, since this is the first combat, and we haven't used the short bow yet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to take Go that ahead. out. Just delete it from my. Thing. Sure. I'm going to fire my hand crossbow. Okay. How close is he? I mean, there is a map. Let me just have a little look at it. Range is 3120, so. He's probably, like, within 40 feet. He's just on the other side of the bonfire from where you guys are. All right, so I always get confused on this. So Roughly. my range is 3120. So so I need to move, like, 10 feet. There's two ways that we can do this. We can do this like I did with Janet on the um, TPK episode, where I had her roll, like, a strength check to find out how far she could throw the javelin. Or I can let you roll with disadvantage. Unless I run 10, 10 feet and go flink. Sure. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Run 10 feet and go flink. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before I actually take my shot, you have this over here, over there. Under the Inquisitive, mm -hmm. Insightful Fighting. Okay. This is the Inquisitive archetype for rogues. Okay. At third level, I gain a, the ability to, to decipher an opponent's tactics and develop a counter to them. As a bonus action, you can to make a wisdom insight check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated, contested by a large, I'm sorry, contested by the target's charisma deception check. If you succeed, you can use your sneak attack against that target, even if you don't have advantage. Okay. So, he rolls. I do insight. He does a charisma check Kay. for deception. Okay. If I the, beat him. The rubber belt stalker? Yep. If I beat him, then I get a sneak attack. So I do an insight check. Okay. See how bad this goes. <laughs> 16. And you do a charisma check. Deception. Yeah, you beat him. So I get sneak attack damage Kay. on him, too. Okay. So I fire on him. Don't miss. <laughs> 14. 14 hits. So that's a d6 plus 4 plus another d6. For sneak attack. Sneak attack, yeah. 9. Alright. For the rest of my, for the rest of my movement, because mm -hmm. I only move 10 feet. Right. Um, I maneuver myself in a way so my back is not to them. So I'll back up and get ready to 
fire again if needed, but okay. I'll... Yeah, I want to get myself in a position where my back is not to them. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Penny ice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to get in closer. Uh, I have a javelin I want to use. Okay. I don't want to get up that close. I don't want to spread us too thin. Okay, so the javelin has a range of, I believe it was 60 to 120. Uh, mine says 30 to 120. Okay, sure. 30. Yeah. So I can get, uh, I have a movement speed of 30, so I can get as close as I need to. Okay. Throw that. So that's what I'll do. Javelin. Uh, it'll be 17 to hit. It hits. Yeah. So that will be 1d6. That'll be 7 damage. The rubber belt stalker is down. Well, that was easy, you guys. <laughs> I turn and I grin to um, Herringbone and says, just tell us what we need to know. It doesn't have to get any dirtier. Whoa. Throwing that around already, are you? Yeah. Okay. You know you wanna. <laughs> go get my javelin. But I'm gonna give you this information because I know we're kind of on a tight time thing today. Mm -hmm. um, you can barter, you can intimidate, you can deceive, you can charm, and you can fight. You've already taken out the stalker. Yes. Right, so that's down. So Herringbone knows that you guys are there and that you mean business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, are you going to tell us what we need to know, or do we continue taking out your... Uh, lackeys. Lackeys. Uh, roll for intimidation, please. All of us? Nope, just uh, Cynthia. Yeah. I keep forgetting it's not on paper. <laughs> Thirteen. 13. Plus anything? That's not going to be enough to intimidate him. Oh, we just took someone down. He's like an intimidator. Well, I'll take out the next person then. Okay. I should have saved my line. So, is that enough? Come on. You know you want to tell us. And he doesn't even have to say it verbally. You can just think it. You know you want to tell us where it is. You should get closer. <laughs> um. Why don't you? Yeah, I'm slowly walking towards him. Sure. Why don't you? I'm keeping nearby in case anyone tries mm -hmm. to jump you. Okay. Why don't you roll for deception? Eighteen. Okay. Roll for sleight of hand as well. Twenty. All right. That is going to be successful. So here's what he gives up. He tells you the scorch bringer is in the personal vault of Valren, a pointiff of the Orshkov Syndicate. Good luck with that. Now, is this in his... He's thinking He's thinking too? it. Yeah, this is the thought. Is that what he's verbaling, verbalizing to me? No, it's the thought. So the thought you've captured in the vial. You okay. got it. And he says, oh, what other... trying to yell. Th yell. <laughs> to lie to us about it? Like nope. verbally saying anything about it? No. Nope. To lie about it? No, nope, he doesn't need to. He says, oh, and one other thing of note, the Scorchbringer's special is mism-infused and can be cu and can cut through pretty much anything. And he says that's why it caught his interest. So it's like a super powerful, it's like a plasma flamethrower. Like yeah. So we're talking Ghostbusters. We were talking don't cross the beams. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But they had to revert, had to cross the beams. Yeah. In the end, to get rid of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you have that piece of information. Now, where would you like to go? Well, one down success. Yeah. Thank you for your cooperation, Harry. Thank you for your cooperation. I leave my wine skein for him. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks. Is yours a red? No. Well. No, I'll, I, I, bought, I brought the red, the deep red for him. Okay. Yeah. 
So I take it out, and I'll take a sip of it just to show it's not poisoned. Sure. Thank you. And I give it to him. Yeah. He kind of takes it, but he doesn't really say anything. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Thanks. <coughs> Fine. Thanks. Wine. Whatever. Be gone with you. Right. I shall dismiss you. Because I dress like Prince. Uh, okay. Where are you <laughs> headed? Who's next? Uh, there's Delrim or Argona. Is there anybody that's closer along the way? No, they or? were both like like in different directions, but in equal distance away from where you started. So, and you're at the furthest point out. So I feel like it's going to take two hours to get to either one. Yeah. Okay. Pick so are we feeling the centaur? I think the, uh, was a Grona. And I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Velton is Delrim. Delrim. Yep. Yeah. He's the guy with the Del. lab. Yeah. All right. Let's go do the lab, dude. The lab guy? All right. The labradoodle. Let's see. Delrim was the student. Yes. Working in the... Blister coils? Yes. I wrote that right. Yeah, You did. <laughs> okay, so the apprentice wizard, Delrim, has always had big yeah. dreams for himself. And that's why he wanted to attend Prism University. It's a prestigious school of magic in Precinct 5. His eagerness to prove his worth as a legitimate mage d- during his studies has nearly become his undoing more than once. He's taken risks and applying his learned knowledge with disastrous results. He needs his latest project to pay off or he's going to fail out of school, which would explain why he was having a bad day in the lab, right? Mm. Uh, He's been working nearly around the clock at a laboratory off campus at the Blister Coils, which is a neighborhood in Precinct 5. Day or night, day or night, you're going to find him in his lab. There's a little bit more information. So he's a student working at the lab. What if we propose to be lab assistants? So I'm trying to think of our in for Delrim. So what time of day are we arriving? Uh, okay, well, let's say that you met with her, like, mid-morning, so it would take you two hours to get out to, uh, the rubber place, so let's put it, like, maybe one o'clock, so it's gonna take you another two hours to get back in, so now we're looking at, like, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, so late afternoon. Okay, so we need to, need to get into the lab. Yeah. Does it look like there's any security or anything in here? He's a student, so I don't think it'd be... Like yeah, in the lab it's a, itself. Like it's a, it's it depends no, on what type of lab they're doing and no, what type of... It's a student lab, which just happens to be off, off campus. Probably a shady building somewhere. Probably, probably a little rundown. <laughs> yeah. That's fair to say. No, they don't have, like, guards or any of that crap there. No. I'm just walking in through the front door. Sure. Yeah. You can. We can we can say, hey, we're lab assistants. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the here, volunteers. We're here to help. Yeah. <laughs> Student credit. See anybody <laughs> when we walk in? There doesn't seem to be anybody around. Nope. I knock on counter service or something. Hello. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so the address with that was given to you for Dalrim is in the blister coils, as you know. It's an industrial neighborhood dotted with workshops and labs. The exact address lies down a deep descending staircase. The air pounding with the sound of rushing water. Uh, the water wheels that power much of the city must be close by. So the stairwell uh, kind of comes down to a steel door with a brownish metal box bolted to the wall on the left. The box has nine sets of earplugs as well as a big green button. And pushing the button alerts everybody to the fact inside that somebody outside is kind of at the door. So you're going to have to ring that, press the button. 
Bang! And you press the button. Actually, why don't you go ahead and make a dexterity check? 22. <laughs> okay, perfect. So you go ahead, you, you pick the lock. You skip the green button. The door opens into a 30-foot square laboratory. It's pretty messy in there. I mean, we're talking a bunch of students, right? <laughs> so, messy. Uh, it looks both well-used and well-lived in. There's a giant apparatus composed of dozens of conduction coils that's attached to one wall. Tethered to many cables to this device is a bulbous cylinder with a protruding extension pointed directly at an engineering book on a table. Written on the side of the cylinder are the words phase transference emitter. Oh, no. Now. <laughs> so what are we getting from this guy? Uh, we need the location of a secret passage that I didn't write down where it goes to, but I assume something about the university. No, the library. The library. Yeah, I yeah. remember the library. Okay, so Delrum is is in there. He's in that room. Looking around the room, right? Just to see what I can perceive. Uh-huh. Do I see anything? <laughs> I mean, there's the giant apparatus that's strapped to a wall and it seems to be focused on a book. Focused on a book. And Delrum is physically in the room? He is in the room. Yes. Does he notice? Does he hear us in? come in? Oh yeah, he's seen you guys come in. I go up to him. Is he on guard or anything? No, it doesn't seem to be. He's like very much into his experiment. Delrum. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh my god. Hi. Hello. What you doing? Are you ready? Ready for what? Let's begin. Uh-oh. And he throws a switch near the apparatus, and the conduction coils crackle with electricity. Uh-oh. Are you sitting comfortably? Uh-oh. Then we'll begin. Um, okay, so the smell of ozone fills the room as the apparatus crackles to life. Almost instantly, the coils are laced with electricity so intense it bathes the room in a blue-white light. The phase transference emitter fires a blue beam at the book on the table and it disappears. Penny waits a moment and applauds. <laughs> <laughs> so electricity lances out from the coils. And down the cylinder housing, the emitter swings crazily around and Dalrum's triumphant expression turns to one of panic as he realizes his experiment has failed with potentially disastrous consequences. The malfunctioning phase transference emitter must be disabled or be destroyed before it causes too much havoc. Okay, so the malfunctioning phase transference emitter composes of two primary components. The power battery is a 10-foot circular matrix of conduction coils wired directly to a generator via a secure power cable. The coils have 10 nodes that connect to a larger 8-foot tall cylindrical. Cylindrical. Thank you. That's the one. Steel emitter rigged on a swivel. We need to disarm it somehow. I need you guys to roll for initiative. Roll to four plus one. Five. Ooh. Okay. 
Natural 20. Oh, girl. Plus four. Oh. I think I'm going to switch up my dice. That's probably a good idea. You should probably (laughs) put those dice in jail. My big boy from my uh, mystic is uh, transcendence, his name is. Uh, They're called. I'm pretty sure I've spelt emitter wrong, but it's okay because I've had enough wine that I don't care. Five. Five. Uh, What's your uh, role... uh, Cynthia, mm-hmm. roll a d4. Um, odd numbers, Aaron goes first, and even numbers, Christine goes first. Four? Okay, so Christine goes first. Cool. There. That's how we're going to handle that. How are you going to try to disable the machine? Fire, because I got a pokey thing, rapier. <laughs> I'm going to try fire at the um, the this power source to... Separate the whatever the wires are. The wire. So, you're, are you focusing on the wire or the conduit thing itself? No, that probably go boom if I do that. <laughs> okay. So, I'm gonna do the the, so wires. the wire. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Seventeen. Seventeen is gonna hit. Yeah. You sever the wire, so it powers down. That was easy. Done. And as I do that, I go over and remove. Make sure I remove all the wire from it. <laughs> okay. Separate it. All right. It's not sentient or anything, is it? No, no, no. It's not, it's not going to come to life and, and try to, to get you. Okay, so Dalrim's information. Here is what he gives. because he's Number five's alive. <laughs> oh, my God. So good. <laughs> oh, what was the thing that he said after he meets up with the gang? That little rhyme. I honestly don't remember. But you remember that there was the rhyme when he's got the mohawk? Yep. Because yeah. I haven't seen that movie since it was on... The movie network back in the <laughs> 80s. Oh, really? <laughs> I've watched it on AMC. So good. Okay, anyways. So he is so thankful that you have saved his butt when it comes to this machine and you didn't make things disappear and go out of phase and all kinds of weird things that could have happened. He explains that he was in the Ismiri library in the philosophy section looking for books from my reading list for my ethics in research class when I discovered a secret passage on the top shelf in, of the second bookcase in this section. It was a crawl space and you needed a ladder to access it or the ability to fly or climb or something along those lines. Certainly not obvious to anyone at all. It terminated at a locked metal door with some symbols on it that were pretty weird looking. You went in? No, because he got to the door and there were the symbols and it was but locked. But you saw those the, symbols? Yeah. Yeah. Is that in the slot too? What the symbols look like? Well, he fishes into his handbag for a piece of paper and holds it out to you. He says, before I took off, I managed to make a rubbing of some of the symbols on the door. I don't know what they mean since I haven't had time to research them, but you can take this with you. Thank you. You're welcome. Penny voices her thoughts as we're traveling to the next destination. Actually, no, before we leave Delrum, gonna, Penny's going to ask if he knows uh, Argona, where she's been to the library previously. Uh, he says Argona doesn't ring a bell. No, no they don't seem to be connected. Um, and because I didn't write the name of the library down, is it the same library that Argona borrowed her book from? Uh, yes, it is. The Esmeri Library. So the Esmeri book library. and the secret passage are, in fact, in the same place. Okay. How do we get to this library? We are in it now. No, we're in the lab right now, aren't we? Yes. Aw, Argona has a yurt. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> I like Argona. Aw, a yurt. 
She has a yurt. She's a centaur. Yeah. Who lives in a yurt. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't a giant horse lady live in a yurt? That is suspended up off the ground, because they're usually suspended up off the ground. That's what I've seen. The ones I've seen are suspended up off the ground. Well, those are the really cool ones at Cape Breton. I don't think that your average yurt is above the ground, though. No, probably not. Yeah. Probably resting on the ground. Okay, so you're going to head to... Um, well, if the library's here, I want to go to the library. Yeah, I just... Hang on a second, because I know mm. that that information... Well, let us... Uh, yeah, and Are all we thinking library first? Because or you guys on. have done it out of order. <laughs> now my papers are out of order. You guys are out of order. Let's do some <laughs> planning. <laughs> well, um, see, are we thinking library? Cause I want to go to the library, because I want to look at the records. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And get the book. We can still go to her. Yeah. So yeah, all we because need, we, all we need from her is the name of the book. Yes, the name of the book. But they want it in a thought. Yes. That's so we true. can present That's it to her. The contract there, yeah. Yes, but it can be presented to her as, oh, do you recall this book? <laughs> I thought that way. <laughs> okay. Um, do it that way, or we just go to her, go now. And Penny does voice her thoughts that she's worried with knowing the details of that scorch, scorch bringer, whatever it was called, that w this might be part of a heist plan. Where that we've heard the the thing that can cut through a lot, and the big metal door behind a secret passage. She's worried we're into something nefarious. Oh, we may very well be, but still a job. She's Tom is chaotic blank. <laughs> chaotic blank. <laughs> Doesn't that mean chaotic neutral? Really? Well, chaotic neutral likes to play jokes on people, sure. do stuff like that. Sure. Chaotic good is you know not goody goody, but they are on the good side of things. Sure. Chaotic evil. That's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm chaotic blank. Chaotic blank. All right. You're just chaotic in any direction. Yes. I understand. <laughs> Penny is thinking it over while you, after your pep talk, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to head towards the library. Is what you want to do, right? Yeah, because yes. we were only what six hours into this. Yeah, you're not yeah. you're not really super far into it, and um, you are Getting later in the night, evening. Though. Yeah, so if you if both of the if the student guy and library lady, <laughs> the librarian, were in thirty. <laughs> We're 30 minutes in, e in either direction from where you guys started in. She's going to be like an hour away, yeah. right? So you have like an hour's worth of travel. So mm -hmm. now we're getting into evening. So, yeah. but are we, we're actually at the library that she got the book from? Because there's a whole thing that you guys have skipped over. <laughs> and like I said, I always make a beeline for the destination. Yes, you do. And not intentionally. I don't know why I even. It just made more sense to me to go the farthest point away, get done. That way it's less when we're coming back. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're headed towards the millennial platform. 
Every citizen has an annual token that they can redeem for one Zeppelin ride to the platform, including you guys. The public Zeppelin transports only run from dawn to dusk. If you want to pay for the journey, instead it costs one gold piece. To take the Zeppelin from the main transit hub, Augustin, Augustin Station, to Millennial Platform. Zeppelids are an immense floating creature that remain buoyant uh, though many through their many air sacs on balloon-like bodies. <laughs> the result of a Simic combining biomancy. Simic combines biomancy. They are easily tamed and are often used by Ravnica, Ravnikans? Ravnikans? For air transportation, um, an enclosed compartment is often harnessed into their frames to carry travelers. Ew! So you like <laughs> crawl inside a weird floating beast? Yeah, no, not happen. Oh, that's gross. Penny seems happy. <laughs> seems interesting. Ew! <laughs> uh, okay, Something so you uh, sheathe your, your claws so you don't actually rip a hole in one of them. Damn, girl. <laughs> okay, so you arrive at the platform for the Millennial Platform, which is where we're going to get a little bit closer here. Yeah. So the Zeppelin journey to the Millennial Platform boasts a breathtaking view of the Endless City. It includes the nine guild halls, which you can see from high up above in the sky, uh, the domed chamber of the guild pack, the garden grounds where Argona works are a short walk away near an elegantly carved marble building ringed on three sides by manicured topiaries depicting all manners of beasts. Beasts? Uh, a frustrated look. Uh, a frustrated look. She's your sister. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> look what I get to grow up into. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, just when you said beasts and she, the look that she had on her face, I was like, yeah, she's your sister. <laughs> Well, you had a look on your face when I said beasts. Apparently. What's she, wrong with beasts? She cringed. It's not the word beast. It's beasts. Oh. <laughs> I was excited about beasts, was I? Oh. No more fresh and egg. <laughs> um, so a frustrated-looking roan censure with fiery red hair and tribal tattoos makes her way through the topiaries, swinging a pair of shears in her hand. So she's just walking around with scissors in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> so did we d establish where this library, the actual library is? Well, you're really trying to find her, not so much the library. But I wanted the book. Well, you need the name of the book, not the book itself. Yeah, but I want the book, But too. you want the book, too? Of course you do. <laughs> um, Argona is attempting to trim the topiaries. Uh, but she is having problems. Think like Edward Scissorhands when he's tr trimming all the hedges okay. and all the different shapes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. We, we've got that yep, visual. Yep. yep, we do. Um, she's having a few problems, though. The topiaries are animated and don't particularly take well to being trimmed. <laughs> snip, 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 snip. Normally, the conclave would assign a druid to this task, but she has been asked to help. In, uh, to help, oh my god, she's been asked to do it to help her get in touch with her peaceful self. <laughs> and things are not going so well for a centaur with red hair. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's a little frustrated. So we can see her doing this. Yes. Go up to her, not sneaking behind her. Like, I don't want to scare the crap out of her. Sure. So I go up behind, up to her. Yes. Watch her for a second. Okay. Total look of awe on my face. Okay, so she kind of flags you down and uh, downplays her frustration now that she knows that you're watching her. 
Um, and she explains what she's doing and tells you the topiaries keep moving away when she draws close and she has to trim them. Four of them today. Um, so you've done all this yourself? Well, no, I'm just, usually there's a druid, but druids oh. like called in sick or something. I don't know. Uh, so they've left it up to me. It's supposed to be helpfully get in touch with my peaceful self, but that's not going as planned. Well, it's looking amazing. Well, thanks. Um, Where did you learn to do that? Um, do you see those two that look like bush striders? <laughs> They're elk-like creatures. Um, two of them look like keratokes. They're rhinos, kind of rhino-looking creatures. Okay. Um, each one should really only take a few minutes to trim, but she admits that even though she's been learning how to garden, she's not a plant person, and they're a little skittish about getting them trimmed. Where did you learn to do it? Um, it well, I mean, um, school, and I've done a lot of reading. Yeah? Yeah. They teach you this stuff in books? Yeah, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Huh. What kind of books teach you that? Uh, make a, a charisma check for me, please. No, sorry. <laughs> Persuasion check. Penny's trying to approach one of the topiaries <laughs> just to see if she can pet it. <laughs> She's, like, fascinated by this. 24. 24. Okay. Uh, so the information... Um, comes your way and she gives up the goods and uh, she says it was a lot of work for the name of a book but it's called The Gardening Heels and she returned it back to the Izmiri Library only a few days overdue which is a nice change from her usual procrastination <laughs> um, and she says the other thing about the book she says I was reading it by candlelight one night and I swore I saw some other faded writing through the pages it didn't look like any sort of thing that I could read, and I never really noticed it again. It was just that one particular night by candlelight. By candlelight. Up. Yeah. It's the Book of Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Who knows? Penny offers to hold one of the topiaries still. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. not touching nothing. I'm too small. Okay. <laughs> to see if right. it'd help her sure. get her trimming in. Yeah, and she appreciates it. And it actually does help quite a bit. Animal handling? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got that. Topiary handling? I don't know. Is there a check for that? I, I don't think so. Speak um. with plants. Druid. Come on. We need druid. Druid, right? Be like, uh, either like a strength check or... No. That's what you would try to Let's use, I think. Let's see. Are the topiaries sentient? Uh, sentient. Oh, make she a try to sweet talk it. <laughs> make a nature check. Nature check? Yeah. Oh, that one's not so good. Might resort to brute force if this doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I rolled a 19. Okay. Um, perfect. It's 18, though, because minus one. That's okay. Um, And follow that up with a sleight of hand check. Uh, I rolled a 10. That would be 11. Okay. So your nature check allows you to get close to the, the topiaries, cautiously, of course. Um, however, your sleight of hand doesn't give you enough to be able to hide the shears from the topiary. So they <laughs> spot it and uh, they get a little bit frightened from you as well. Um, let me see. Make a... Can I? I have a pan flute. You want to play the song? I want to try to play a song. <laughs> you want to try to soothe the beast? I want to perform. All right, do it. Yeah, just to distract them. Oh, I didn't roll good that time. 
I rolled a six plus three is nine. Oh dear. <laughs> you like hit a sour note. <laughs> oh. And the topiary is like, woo. And, uh, Am I distracting enough? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so right. she can get some snips in. <laughs> right. Um, you uh, probably realize at this point, do you have any rope, Aaron? No, I don't think I do. I do. I do. Okay, so you two both have rope. Um, you, uh... Hog time one? Yeah, pretty <laughs> you much. You should have rope in your pack. My Dungeoneer's pack? Yeah. Yes, yeah, there's rope in There's that. rope there. Yeah. Okay, um, the three <laughs> so of you... So when all that fails. Yeah, when all else fails, we're going to try some physical wrestling here with the, with the toe. Wrestling? Yep, uh, but I would like you to roll for initiative, please. <laughs> 16. 16, okay. 20. 20. 19. Okay. And this is the topiary. Okay, so this is a really combat <laughs> so much as it is you guys trying to wrangle these things into some kind of stillness. <laughs> I hesitate to call it submission because I don't think that's quite accurate, but uh, you're just trying to kind of strength in like... Yeah, I got no strength to do anything like that. Just trying to grapple this thing. Yeah. Um, so wait to see because it's in the shape of an animal. Yeah, but I don't know if animal handling would work. I think grappling is probably going to be our best. Yeah, then I can't do anything. Bet I give it a shot. <laughs> okay, well, Tom, you're you're first, so you make a strength check. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you're she gets under <laughs> under them right. somehow, right? 12. Okay, so you do like a little bit. You don't quite grapple it, but you, you've got a pretty good hold on it. Um, ivory Lace. I uh, would like you to make a strength check, please. Five. Five. You don't get a hold of it at all. It like bucks you off. You even lose a hold of your rope. I mean, strength good job. It's just Holy smokes. Yeah. Penny Ice. Oh, man. Bad rolls. Uh, seven plus two, nine. Understand nine. when we're talking to it? Uh, it kind of understands. All right. Um, I would like... Who's left? Penny, I think we've all I had to you, go. You've gone. Uh, yeah. So he, the, the topiary is going to go. Um. <laughs> it rolls a 19. <laughs> so it's like one of the rhino ones, and it just kind of like rears back and like <laughs> box all of the ropes off and you guys all go like tumbling down the hill <laughs> and uh what's her face there what's her name argona 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 is like guys come back you're making it worse i need a help so are you gonna continue to try to help her out or are you just gonna be like good luck we got what we needed bye uh i say we apologize and we tried <laughs> <laughs> but does it understand anything we say to it verbally? Um, not so much. It just knows that the shears are there and it really doesn't want to get cut. I mean, what would want to get cut, right? <laughs> you really want to wrangle this topiary? I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know how the... I'm just trying to figure out what what we can... If, if we can speak, if it can understand what we're saying... I think you're overthinking it. It's just a. It's just. We were just a, trying to help because, like. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to. Help Penny felt like helping because the lady was in trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah. But whereas Penny's strong suit isn't this apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I have a 
seven strength. So anything that's to do with strength checks is not a good idea. Yeah, well, I, I got a do. 14 strength, but I got bad rolls. <laughs> okay, but the great news is that you guys have all three of the thoughts that you are after at this point. Mm-hmm. So, well, nothing else we can do here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, but guys, you've made it worse. As you guys are walking away, she's like, oh my God. Um, and she like has a temper tantrum and like throws the shears down on the ground. And she's like stomping all over her hooves. And she's like, <laughs> Take this is calming. You gave the red one to the red wine to. Yes, I'm Karen keeping Bo. the white. Yeah, I'm gonna use my wine scheme <laughs> and get like a plate or something, pour it for the topiaries, and see if anything happens. Amazing. <laughs> Before we walk away. <laughs> okay. I'm so gonna try one more thing, Argona. <laughs> so you're you're dumping wine into the ground for the topiaries? Is that what? Um, that or a dish of some sort. The dish. Uh, okay. What do I have? I probably. Have random stuff you would ha- you would have things like a plate and stuff yeah, like I'll that use one of my from plates. your yeah, in your pack because it's Culinary got yeah. yeah so yeah. you're gonna put a plate down on the ground for the plant to wine you see if, <laughs> see if that lulls it into <laughs> I, I, mission. Help. I, feel, I feel like the plant isn't really interested <laughs> but yeah and I'll leave the rest for Agona. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, here you go. This is probably going to help. <laughs> Penny wanted to help, but she couldn't. So. Right. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So you're returning to Vesca at this point. Yes. So you've got all of your thought strands. Sewers. You make your way back to the original uh, meeting location in the sewers. And uh, she shows up to collect the vial. So at the appointed time, she appears from the same passage as before. But she is brought along four crawl, bristling with weapons. Veska smiles as she approaches you with her escort. Don't mind them, she says. They're just insurance. They're not necessary. Right? Of course not. Right. Do you want to hand off the vial? Do you want to... I hold it up. Okay. She reaches for it. And she grabs it. Oh, no. That's my handout. Payment. For what? Payment. Payment. <laughs> Payment. Oh, it's like that, is it? So she reaches, like, just kind of over her shoulder, and one of her entourage put three sacks of coins in her hand, and she brings them down in front of her, and she picks up one and, you know, drops it in your hand. And she, holds her, and she holds her hand out. I hand the one off. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a standoff? Are we all just standing here with things in our hands and <laughs> hands outstretched? Okay, so she hands off the second one. Give a shake. Make sure it has a content in it. Uh-huh. Give it to her. Okay. I check mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check. I'm looking inside just so it's not like a bunch of silver coins. or Sure. Yep. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> I trust no one. Okay. All I right. Tie, I'm I a thief. Come on. I'm a rogue. She like rolls her eyes and is like, seriously... So We're in she, the sewers. She does it. Okay, count of three. <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, and the trade happens. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, Give a shake, put it away. Tie it off to my belt. Pouch. So you have ex- exceeded? No, you have succeeded in obtaining all of the thought strands. You hand the vial over and you get your promised payments, of course. Mm-hmm. In addition, all party members receive renown in their guilds. So I, hand, I hold up the paper, the rubbing. Of the symbols. Yeah. Right. Yes. She says, what, what is that? The boy that found the secret passage. Secret passage. Yes, what of him? He took rubbings of 
the symbols around the door when he got to it. Oh, we don't need the papers. We already know what it says. Oh, good. But he knows what it is. That doesn't matter. He doesn't know what it says. He just knows there are symbols. And you obviously have taken a copy of the of his rubbing from Actually, the door. Actually, no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take a copy of it. This is what he gave us. Yeah. And there you have it, another episode of Wizards and Wine on the books. If you want to pick up any of the one-shots that you've heard us playing, you can find all of them at dmsguild.com. Until next week, always drink responsibly and always carry a D20.